welcome to the Sport Project. There is just three in the hot seat today. Please welcome Sash and Carlo. Here's the one missing. Oh, oh you're looking at. You're just not looking in like I Carlo. I told you. I just go through the routine of who I'm saying. It's always Sash, Carlo, and Chris. Fuck, I'm always last. See what I mean? You do look a little <laughs> bit like him, though. Yeah, it must be the spiky hair. Eh? <laughs> I just like being consistent in always getting the start of this wrong. So it is always something. It's usually mm. the name of the show, and now it's my name and Carlo's name. You merged them both last week and now you've just straight out called me Carlo. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? I had a week off and now this is what happens. I just, you know, come back hard, really. Have you got a drink in front of you? <laughs> I don't. I've got water. Well, that's, that's the problem. That's my problem. That's my problem. I'm having withdrawals. But <laughs> as I said, there is only three in the hot seat today. It is just Sasha, Chris and myself. I'm Renee Gartner and I'm always the one messing up. Got it. It is the Sport Project. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share our podcast. You can catch it all on thesportproject.net where it'll switch you into every major podcast platform that you have available to listen to, whether it's Spotify or Apple, whatever it is. Get around us also on Instagram as well too, the Sport Project Podcast. Boys, we're just going to get a little bit footloose and fancy free. Carlo is normally the one that keeps us structure, keeps us there. I do enjoy a mud map, but I do like a little bit of freedom though. So plenty going on in the sporting world. Isn't that good when dad just kind of turns <laughs> away and says, right, you get five minutes of fun. Do whatever you want, <laughs> but I don't want to see it. All right. This is like that. This is exactly happen right now. Well, we get why the cats away, the mouse can play, right? Yeah. yeah. This probably will never go to air, so you can say and do whatever you please. Because it will probably <laughs> I'll be. I'll take one listen if like, no. Yeah. How about I kick you off with some golf? God, yes. I absolutely love that. Put the ball on the tee. Yes. yes. Let's talk about Tiger Woods' ex-missus. Is she single? <laughs> wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I saw the headline and said, you should see her now. No, I don't know if that's a positive thing or a real bad <laughs> negative. Do you know no, I mean? if you that's actually, because that's been a clickbait article that's been roaming around. I think it was on Fox Sports that you might have seen it and it's clickbait and you go through and it goes and shows you all photos of uh, former stars partners and it just shows you that photo which you saw which is a current photo and no further information so sorry I'll shut it you guys down so you don't it wasn't Fox Sports it was something tube uh, a colour a, a tube red tube red yeah, tube it was on there um, but listen the golf has just finished up we had uh, obviously the, the US Open at Winged Foot which again is it's just incredible with, with the chaos going around the world that golf is actually happening now mm. if you're not familiar with Winged Foot based is a, a beautiful beautiful country club in New York now it is as tight as a nun's um, nasty wedding ring yeah <laughs> it's as tight as a nun's yeah. wedding ring right uh, and, and it's that tight listen the professionals have gone round some of the scores that have come out of this competition have been absolutely mesmerising the only person that finished under par for the whole four rounds was the winner everybody else was even and higher now that is phenomenal for a golf <laughs> tournament with the elite of this game all there Tiger Woods didn't even make the cut remember the guy that had 45 grand on Phil Mickelson winning Phil Mickelson didn't even win the cut so there's 45 grand down the swanee unlucky for you (laughs) there's a couple there's a couple of sub stories coming out of here Patrick Reed going into rounds one and two he was leading he shat himself he absolutely shat himself he ended up at something like seven over for the full tournament Uh, Matthew Wolfe in his first US Open he was absolutely phenomenal he went he finished round three a two shot leader going into round four and I think I could probably take a little bit of blame for this because I text the lads on my group chat and I said, listen, don't worry about it. Bryson DeChambeau, renowned for shitting himself. He's not going to swing right yet. He's put too much weight on. He's too big. He just wants to hit the ball really far. This is a tight course. No good. Matthew Wolf is actually like a stealth. He is not losing this match. If you've backed him, get in the queue, collect your money, pretty much all over. Done, dusted. Fuck me. You should have seen what happened. Matthew Wolf, even though in round three he only hit two out of 14 fairways, he scrambled really well. 
and he scored incredibly well. Day four, he didn't get any of those bounces. Bryson DeChambeau, who I said would shit himself, did quite the opposite. The big man. <laughs> the statement that you just keep hammering home, isn't it? Just lots yeah. of people shit themselves. <laughs> I was literally convinced. I convinced myself that what I had going on, rumbling around in my hollow head, was actually going to eventually into becoming true. I, I thought that's it. I thought I was calling myself the New Age Nostradamus and everything. I, I, I knew it all. Um, and, and it just didn't happen. Bryson DeChambeau, if you're familiar with Bryson, we've spoke about him before. He put mm-hmm. 20 kilos on over, over the off-season. And he says, all I want to do, I want to hit the ball as far as I can. I want to test my body. And coming with that is not necessarily had the control that he used to have before. A lot of wayward drives, a lot of um, overhit irons, various different things. But in round four, he just had everything. He had the ball on a piece of string. He was absolutely phenomenal. All four rounds, he shot 69, 68, 70, and finished with a 67 to finish six under. Now, uh, uh, smashing an eagle on the nine, on the hole number nine in the final round wouldn't have done him any harm whatsoever. But one of the beautiful things about his whole performance was his mentality was just brilliant. Now, he played it with a smile on his face. It was also very serious. He wasn't up himself if he made a mistake. He showed incredible maturity and um, absolute, absolutely phenomenal phenomenal round of golf he played so he was the, he was the only one that finished um under pie he was six under is it kind of making it a lot more exciting now that you're starting to see such a like you're not seeing the same regulars win each tournament at the moment it's always you're, you're saying a new name every single time and it you know a different group of players that are coming through it, it is you know we had colin morikawa who's uh what is he 22 23 he's just won two huge tournaments mm. matthew wolf i think is only 24 and going into the final round he was leading and ricky fowler had something really like really smart to say about him he said look you have a conversation with matthew with wolfie and he says you look at him as one of your peers and one of your main competitors and someone that you want to beat and someone that you kind of idolize and then he'll say just one thing and you go shit he's like 10 years younger than we are now he's up and coming he's still a rookie on his tour this was his first u.s open zach johnson said the same thing about him he said he said to him actually he said he was a little bit down in the clubhouse after his final round and shooting five over kind of losing the tournament he said listen what i want you to do is take out of this car park and take out of this tournament now i want you to take every single positive over the first three days that you have because there's way more of them than there is negatives over the last day although that's the most common thing that's out so it's the most recent thing that's happened to you the things that you've done on those first three days to put yourself in the position you did it was mind-blowing. He said, so mm. take the positives from that and just try and ignore the rest of it. <coughs> Easy. Coronavirus. That's, that's, that's not Rona. <laughs> that is why you're down in the lockdown state, Smithy. You're down there coughing away in Melbourne. That's why we're keeping our borders shit. It's that other weed pipe I've been talking about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Been on the cheats and chunks. I don't know what it is. I got really excited about golf. Not many people say that, do they? He's no good. Just hit the back of your throat, babe. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't be the first thing. I'm gonna have gone red and everything. But yeah, that's that's my golf roundup now. But before we do leave, there's always one in a tournament like that where everybody's shooting over par and shooting ridiculous scores. It makes you feel good about yourself. Mm. Makes you feel good about his golf game. Kiwi golfer Danny Lee on the 18th hole, third round. He's dropped his ball. It's, it's four feet from the hole. It's an easy knocking. That's what golfer. He's knocked it. It's gone past the hole. He does the old kind of confused looks at the putter. What happened there? Knocks it back. Misses again. Oh no. Oof. And he misses again. And again. And again. No, he does not. He's six put from four feet. Through no, he does back, not. Through the hole, back, 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 oh. and back. He then, this is the 18th hole, round three. He's got, he's got Sunday to play. He then goes to his bag, slams his bag with a putter, and withdraws himself from the whole tournament with an injured wrist. So... Oh. 
it's, it's, it's a bad luck story for Danny Lee, but for the average golfers like myself, we see the human side of these professional golfers, these elite athletes with skill factor through the roof. They all crack their shits and they all throw their clubs and they all walk off and don't address the media. Danny Lee, thank you very much. <laughs> made me very happy. <laughs> So basically, you chucked a Carlo Tanny. Oh, no, it's, it's me that does that. What? Oh, that's, Carlo, that's you Carlo that chucks just the cheats. Yeah, I throw clubs and, and walk off. He cheats. Gotcha. You've been swinging all right on your Instagram, though. You've been hitting pretty good, Smith. Mm. Yeah, Have you hit it. one in the next door neighbor's backyard yet? Not yet. No, no, no. If they keep pissing me off, though, it might be on the cards. Oh, um, bit of a neighbourhood nah, tension? Nah, they're all right. They're all right. They both have the same name. It's easy to remember. Lee and Lee. Oh. Wonderful. Um, but no, it's, I mean, when you hit it into the net, you can imagine that ball's gone anywhere. And for me, mm. it was right down the fairway. It was two inches. I about 16 hole-in-ones playing in the back garden in my How head. does it not come back and whack you? It's, the technology um, just baffles me with those nets. Yeah, it's got a fair bit of flex yeah. in the net, but not enough elasticity to fire it back. I don't think. I guarantee you if I did that, it would. <laughs> like, um, but no, it's, it's right next to my patio windows to the right, so I wouldn't let you with a golf club anyway. No. Cause... <laughs> I hear them straight nine times out of a hundred. Oh, straight nine. At least I can hit, like, they'll, they'll go far, but I just can't necessarily guarantee where they're going to go. Wow, well, that's, that's just golf, babe. That's exactly. not you, that's just so golf. I'm a golfer, guys. So there, there you have it. There's your there's your golfing roundup. Congratulations, Bryson DeChambeau. Thank you very much, Danny Lee, and good luck next time, Matthew Wall. There you go. Well done. Crowd is wild. Right, mic drop, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm done. So see ya. No, you're not. You're going to Sarah's in the, having the shower, the 67-minute shower that you said. The kids are... Off walking each other. Frankie's walking now. You don't have to worry about them. I don't know if they are. I think they're literally harassing you everywhere you go. I said you put a post and you're trying to drop the kids off at the school and um, yeah. or at the pool even. I was going to say, um, did you just change that point? And, uh, yeah, the kids just love you. We'll not let you go. Mate, it doesn't matter where I am. If I'm in the shower, there's, there's a full family meeting happening while I'm in the shower. <laughs> Very endearing. If I'm, in, if I'm in my office, which is the done, then they're there too. It doesn't matter where I am. And look, I don't necessarily like doors. It just makes me feel closed off from my whole family. So I always You're sit down on the open, toilet and man. leave the door open. Yeah, I want to have a chat. What, what do you mean? What is it? We all do it. Part of it's a natural you part don't of life. Shout while you just nah. Well, I, you see, I'm a very elegant poor. I, I don't. Oh. I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of those. I can. I can. I can converse. I can multitask. You see, so I don't put any of the funny faces. I can still kind of think logically, and yeah, there you go. I've there's a wasp nest in my out just outside my bathroom window, and uh, when I say wasps, like they're the size the size of a small bird. It's like a and pigeon. I wasp have a, an irrational fear of wasps. When I was like a little kid, I went to go feel the temperature of the pool, and there was a wasp nest in the train. It flew out and stung me. And it got stuck in my neck and I literally had to grab it and pull it out and then drown it. Because obviously wasps can keep stinging. They don't die like a bee after they're like a bee, yeah. So I had to put it and drown it in the water and then like creep away and then quickly like drop and run like, and bolt. And you now I'm just petrified bitch, you of drown it. a wasp. <laughs> it was my only way out. I was so This is an frightened. insight into your upbringing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fuck. I had that wasp by the neck and I drowned that. That wasn't coming back again. And Do you, do, do you think now is a good time to maybe ring your landlord 
nod and say you want a rent relief because of this wasp mess and you're incredible. <laughs> Seriously, fear. I, like, I... It, is, it, it, is, it is COVID, it's 2020, anything is possible, Renee. Anything <laughs> is possible. I'm petrified of being like crossing my legs all day. I don't want to go in there and waiting because they go to sleep at night. They go into their nest and stay there. So there's no chance of them just <laughs> coming out and being spooked. I thought you said I'm petrified of crossing my legs. I'm going to say, why? What nest is in there? <laughs> oh, dear. This is definitely not going to air this one. Carlo, Carlo will bet this one. It's too much fun. It's too much fun happening. Well, it's all right. We've got a wonderful producer that can um, just basically cut out everything that I say like usual. So it's, it, it works. We've got a wonderful producer who puts a towel over the computer so they don't have to look at us and go away and says, text us when you're done. Yes. That's because she's... <laughs> She's drinking copious amounts of wine behind that curtain. Yeah. Yeah. I would too if I had to listen to us. Um, let's let's talk sport. I want to head over to uh, America at the moment because yes. uh, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketballers that ever did basketball and baseball and movie, and he's an actor and he owns an NBA franchise and the Charlotte Hornets. So again, the Hornets. This is, this could have been the greatest segue ever, and I failed to use it properly. Um, but he's now uh, bought himself a NASCAR team. That's the best. Thing ever. What's oh, who, what are they called? Uh, I'm not sure of the name of the franchise, but Bubba Wallace, the only black driver in NASCAR, is also in his team and he will be his driver. That is huge news. He would have paid big money for that. That's, that's big dollars in that. Mm. Well, yeah. it was, um, they basically said that he was going to buy it a couple of years ago and uh, Jordan's team came out right and said, complete rumour, he's got no interest in NASCAR whatsoever, doesn't want a bar of it, and then lo and behold, here he is fronting up with a, a cheeky little team, but it was like, I guess the reason why I wanted to put this up I'd be what would you want to buy if you had that money and you were already like you were well into your sport but what other sport would you cross over and I would want to buy a stadium and call it Death Star because nobody's done that Mm, correction. correction. Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. <laughs> and stole my name. Stole your name. How dare they? You should have. Did I told you to trademark that, didn't I? Mm, and you didn't yeah. do it. All right. So, so, all right. So, let's cap this then because 2.6 billion is just stupid. If you had 150 million to spend on anything sport related, what would it be? One bedroom unit in Sydney. <laughs> You'd get the carpet for that in Sydney. <laughs> What about how long that took for both of you for the penny to drop? Just I think. I um, think what I, sport? No, you know. I mean, it could be anything. Sport. I, I, I kick you off just to let you know how broad this is. I would okay. probably buy Mike Tyson and just ask him to tell me stories of what he's done over the years. <laughs> would you get his? Nothing sport related. I reckon you'd be able to buy him for 150 mil. He's a bit skin. I reckon you could. It'd be nothing sport related. You'd want to hear the. Or if, or if I just said yeah, because I mean, how many stories does he have? So if I just bought him for. I don't know, six months. And can okay. you imagine all the shit that he got up to? When he'd he make it back in selling the stories. Exactly, exactly. With, but that, I reckon that'd be a disclaimer. You'd get him, but you'd never be able to sell what he said, tells you. No, no it's going to cost. It's going to cost him. It's going to cost me fifty mil to keep him for six months, and then the hundred mil is that I can write anything that I like. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he wrote most of it in his own book. It's all going on in my head again. See, this this is happening. I've convinced myself this is factual. Okay. So we just need to get you to win the lotto, get you the 150 mil, and uh, we also get to piggyback off that because we'll get to hang out with you while you're there. So you're probably going to have to come up. You'll probably have to go to Queensland. Wonderful. Um, so that we can all hang. I'm going to do that. Sarah, if I, if I get 150 million, we're buying Mike Tyson, okay? No. Okay. She said yes. <laughs> <laughs> What would you buy, Sash? Oh, I was going to say the Roosters, but based on their players and their salary cap, I don't think I could afford it with 150 million. Mm. Would you buy them for 150 million? Nah. 
No. Melbourne Storm fun. You did. I wouldn't buy the Roosters. I wouldn't buy no, the Roosters. Like, what, what would they be worth in terms of like, the club, the history, the whole fruit? I don't know. You see, if you have an affiliation, like the soccer teams go for silly amounts. It, it all depends on the finances and where they're at. It, it, all, it all depends is if you're, the plus you're, you're digging or, into it. You're going too deep now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going yeah. Too deep. I was just like, hey, I just bought my This, this is meant Can to be like a simple. Right, What's yours? Righto, Carlo. Welcome back. What's yours? Um, I reckon it'd have to be an NFL team. I just, I've been looking for an excuse to watch NFL forever and go to a Super Bowl. You so afford it. That, that wouldn't buy. NFL team, I don't mate. like how you're crushing my dreams right now. Hey, Sarah, Sarah's eating cereal. <laughs> Smithy was obviously on dinner duty tonight. This is a very <laughs> serious conversation. <laughs> oh, dear. Back to the Death Star. 2.6 yeah, okay, so talk me through this billion. stadium, all right? It's it's in the middle of Las Vegas. They yep. called it the Death Star. It literally looks like the Death Star on the outside. Worth how much? 2.6 billion. Billion dollars. Second most expensive behind what was it was um another nfl oh the la the la ram stadium so what does it do what does it offer like does it fly you places does darth vader just come out and you just get to reborn from death i believe it spits out cash as you walk in oh i don't know just just makes it rain nfl la rams and the Chargers stadium was 6.9 billion 6.9 but that's that's a fair flow that's three stadiums yeah 6.9 billion this is the second most expensive one that's a fucking it's a fair gap huge 6.9 a billion dollars yeah have you been there has anybody been there is it no, well, like, how does like i used to just think a billion dollars was like a figment of my imagination like it just doesn't exist it's a mythical number Oh, no, Jeff Bezos has heaps of it. <laughs> he has heaps of billions. <laughs> he does. He actually literally has heaps of billions. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. See, I like... Hey, Siri. Alaska. What's what's Jeff Bezos' network worth? <laughs> network? Network worth. Oh, is it 181.5 billion? Wow. Hmm. So poor. <laughs> oh, and that was only... Oh, and that was um, uh, July 2018. That was before COVID, before everybody went crazy on Amazon. So you can probably double that now. What are, what are we looking at here, Sash? That's the LA... Rams Stadium. Oh, so it doesn't have a roof. No, it does have a roof. It does? Is I'll that why the roof that closes? Yeah, it's all glass. I'll show you this. It is absolutely crazy. That's what it looks like from the outside. Oh, wow. For, okay, so for anyone who's watching this as a... Watching this, listening to this, that defeats the purpose of what I was trying to say, uh, go and do yourself a favour and Google this. It's It literally looks like a spaceship. A spaceship, yeah. LA Rams home ground sci-fi stadium. Sci-fi. Wow. That's unreal, eh? Yeah. What is it? What is it? What, what's what's your comment? It's off chops like a vegetarian. Off chops like a vegetarian. Yep. <laughs> I do like that. Going off like a fish milkshake. Getting <laughs> around it. Um, while we're on NFL, actually, the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. have been going pretty piss poor this year. Two yeah, losses. Bird gangs lost its last. Uh... Yeah. Two losses. Um. And uh, do you know that uh, Cleary follows the Philadelphia Eagles? Nathan Cleary. Does he? Your favourite player that doesn't play for the Roosters? He is my favourite player that does not play for the Roosters. That is correct. (laughs) Tom Brady. My 14th player. 14th best player. Tom Brady did get his first win though, didn't he? Yes. I saw that. Yep. 
So prove the critics wrong, and um, well, I hope he goes really well. I hope he proves that he is the best, and maybe wins the Super Bowl under the new team, and then walks off. Is Gronk with him as well? Bulls certainly is. Yep, Gronkowski yeah. come out of retirement from two years, 2018, he retired, and he come back, and um, he's playing with his uh, right hand man, Tom Brady. Those two together, um, phenomenal, yeah. isn't it? Mm. So good. But Gronkowski has literally not stopped partying since he retired. Hey, if you had his seen his Instagram, he was in Ibiza. He was just sinking piss every, every time you see. Him, he was just blind dancing. Is he your fifteenth favorite player outside 15th. of the races? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe can, can I change my who I would buy? I would buy him and then just go with him. No, that's Let's just get a posse of sports stars that we want together to have a drink with. I mean, because they're gonna, we're gonna be giving them a favour by them hanging out with us. So hundred yeah. percent, they probably pay us to hang out with them. Exactly, they'd be like, you know what? Keep your money. We've got this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in America too. NBA Lakers two 0 up against the Nugs, and uh, last game they won at full time three pointer after the buzzer. Anthony Davis, wasn't it? Yeah, absolute cracker. So that's, I think that's for the um, the Western Conference. So if they win that, that's um, it's through to the GF. Yeah, I watched Make that. it rain! Ethan and I watched that. Did you see what he yelled as he as he drained I the three-pointer? No. Screamed Kobe as he, uh, as he, as he drained the three-pointer. Oh. Yeah, to win the game. That is wow. so good. Yeah. I hope they win, hey. Massive tribute yeah. to, the, to the CB. Well, there's a bit of um, drama happening, isn't it, with the Clippers? And there's been like a fair bit of like inner team turmoil. They've heard like arguing in the sheds and locker rooms and stuff in between um, quarters and all sorts of stuff. Fisticuffs in the time. Well, they lost, so they're out. Mm. They were second in the conference behind the Lakers for the majority of the season and um, now they're out, so... That's Gone. What they want. Gone. Gone. Let's, let's talk about um, your roosters, Sash. Yeah, good win against the Sharks. I thought they're, they're playing well. Hey, Sonny Bill, not too bad. Not too bad. No, he's, starting, he's finding his feet. Like, again, we didn't expect him to set the world alight, but it, he's definitely he's carrying his own on the field. Yeah, I think that's um, that win, um, 34-18, was a, was a good solid win. And we are talking about it before we kicked off, but they got a good test this week against South Sydney Rabbitohs and they haven't been in fine form. But they sent, they, they always seem to play well against the Roosters. I don't know what it is, but they always seem to play well. So I think it's going to be a good match this week. What day do they play this week? Friday, I think. We yeah, should know this. We, yeah, we well, not. This is Carlo's section. This is it Carlo's is. section. I'm lost, uh, there, I'm it, lost it in is. about it's a thousand different sports at the moment. It's, um, uh, it's the second game Friday night. What do, what do you think is South at the moment? They're sort of, I mean, they were thrashing people for a couple of rounds, and then it was funny. I, I had to MC a function when I get into the Bulldogs. I think it was last week. I'm forgetting what week I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do an interview beforehand, and we we're talking about. It. I'm like, oh, this would be a great game. This, you know, this player that I was interviewing had played for both in reserve grade. And he's like, yeah, but you know, there's nothing that South could do wrong to to lose. This game tonight. I went, yeah, but that's when complacency can seep into your game, and you know that this is the ones where you trip up. And I mean, if you want to do it, you do it now. Like coming into the last couple of rounds, but oof, I wish I didn't say that. I felt like it was just a commentator's <laughs> curse. Hey, I was just like, I'm driving home, just going, oh, yeah, oh, look, I, I think that the bunnies are kind of like that. They're they're very much a confidence team. Um, but but putting that many points past, uh, was it Manly? Did Manly they, they put a fair few past Manly? Did I? I just yeah. didn't want to mention that. Sorry, the Titans. <laughs> and, um, but look, they, they, they've been playing some incredible football, but one or two injuries has, has seen them kind of subside again, just like everybody mm. this time of the year. There's been there's been so many more injuries, I feel, this year than ever I've seen before. Um, I, I, I don't know. Something just didn't click for them last week. They just didn't really get on 
that front foot. But if, if you can take that away from the rabbits early on, then they kind of struggle to get into the game. But if, if they jump on the foot, on the front foot and they start the game running, then then they're a bit of a handful to hold. You know, the prop mm. forwards get the forwards get a good roll on the, the backs coming off out of it, and you know, um, they, they've been playing some really tasty, really sexy football. Oh, you know, yeah, some it's sexy fine. football. But yeah, it'd be a really interesting clash. That who are you going to tip? I know who you're going to tip, Sash. But <clears throat> um, I, so, I think I'm going to go with uh, Sasha's favourite 13 men. I think I you'd just, have to, wouldn't you? Mm. I just hope everyone has a great game. You know what I mean? That's, I just hope everyone has fun. Um, the fans go there and um, get to watch what they went there to see. And um, it's just an injury-free game that everyone has fun with. Yeah, rugby league's the winner. No. Mm. <laughs> well, it is a real winner. They're, they're changing the rules and everything going into round 20 as well, but only for two teams. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a mix-up on Thursday night. So the Cowboys and Broncos game. So I'm not sure if anyone's even going to be watching that. And then heading into the Sunday's game with Warriors and Manly. So some of the, the rules that they're bringing in just as a trial basis, and if they work, then they'll bring them into next season. So the use of six-again rule for 10-metre infringements. Handover for kicks into touch rather than a scrum. Nominated forwards only to pack in the scrums, like back in the old days when that's what they bloody did. And then change in bunker referral process to reduce the stoppages in the game as well too. And a fun fact for you, there's been, uh, I think it was like 48 captain's uh, challenges that's happened so far this year. And it's been a, it's almost a 53% um, Conversion of an act of the captain's actually challenging and being right. Really? So look at all those mistakes that would have just been completely let go had they not been given the chance. So yeah, positive to see that that's sort of working and coming uh, into I mean, play. And where will we take all the uh, all the mistakes that have been made that are not allowed to be challenged? Because they're still making mistakes. Mm. The bunkers are still making mistakes, and, you, and this, you can only challenge certain decisions from the referees. So mm. it'll be interesting to see if they can eradicate those as well. But you know, like mm. you say, we're only human. We can only do so much. Yeah. People in the bunker though have the other machinery that they need. Yeah. They're still mm. making mistakes. It's alarming times. It's alarming times. But fingers crossed these rule changes actually um, bring back the whole purpose of having a scrum anyway. Yeah. No? Can, 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 the hook, can, can the hooker strike for the ball? Yeah, hooker can strike for the ball. You can strike for the ball? And you can, and you can push an uh, opposition team off? You can, but I think the the way they feed it in, because they can feed it right behind the second rowers, can't they? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, you, that's why it's, it's sort of pointless. It's generally fed through the... Um, it's generally fed through the the hooker's leg, uh, through the prop forward's leg. Oh, yeah, so yeah, but he's see it. But yeah, he's got right back like that. He mm. literally just throws it backwards towards it. So. Yeah, they've mm. always been kind of um, mind blowing for me. I kind of never saw the the reasoning behind them. But there you go. Oh yeah, hot tips. Hot tips. And, uh, you've got Barrett heading over to the Bulldogs and already cleaning everyone out then. And hopefully, uh, we'll be seeing Foreign back at the Thilt Tiles. Back at Manly, that's the hot tips. I thought I thought the hot tip was going to see Foreign going. No, uh, Brisbane. Mm. No? Cheeky little whispers going around uh, the old northern beaches that they're uh, working very, very hard to get him back in. And Adam Fanua Blake has just signed with the Warriors as well too, which frees up a little bit of cash for the old uh, Seagulls. So could see that uh, old halves partnership coming back, which saw them win a couple of premierships back in the day. Did you start this rumour, Bernie? <laughs> yeah, Sam Burgess is also coming to Manly. <laughs> I, I have heard that. that. I did know that. I, I did know that he was going to come yeah. back and uh, play a coach. He's going to be a play yeah. coach, but he insists on playing fullback because of his pace and his ball handling yeah. ability. Yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. I remember this. If you, yeah. if you hear, because uh, he was trying to come out of, uh, there's talk of him coming back out of retirement again because he's fit as a fiddle yeah. at the moment. He's been in the bubble, so he's just training with all the boys. But his uh, younger brother, one of the twins, Tom, has come out and said he was medically retired for a reason and that's the exact same reason he should be staying retired. So he was trying to put an end to uh, any rumours that we try and release on this show that he's ever going to make a comeback. So, Oh, way to go, Tom. What an mm. absolute killjoy. I'd love to see him back. Actually, I would love to see him back. It'd be interesting in... Um, It'd be interesting to see, because you know these conversations now that a lot of these players, a lot of these teams are kind of playing on penalties and they're not necessarily mm. as hurt as they're making out they are, um, which Sam probably just wouldn't cope with. It's no. not necessarily his style of play, that is it? You know, there's a lot of people you know, insinuating, pretending they're being crusher tackled or there's been a, something untowards in a tackle. Um I don't quite think he would vibe off that. No. Yeah? No. no. I reckon we get him on the show and just like list every rumour that we've hit, we've hit him up week in, week out of what he's doing, who he's playing for. And Say, hey, Sam, I've got a question. Be- Sasha said that you're making a comeback and Sasha said... Yeah. And, uh, a full segment called Sasha said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keen on it, I can come up with a lot of stuff ad hoc too. <laughs> Like Sam Burgess actually just joined the PGA. Did you know that? He's a good golfer. It's not a bad golfer at all. He go, yeah. goes well on the course. Mm. And he's just signed uh, he's just signed with Braith and Astor, hasn't it? With his with his management company or with his with his company and Braith is manages a fair few golfers. So that could have had a slight bit of truth in it if it didn't come from your mouth. The fact that you said it just erases any part of truth. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know do you know from the right person that could have been kind of convincing. Yeah. You could join the dots and go He just up. ruined it. Yeah, not far off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Royally fucked it. I yeah. like you. All right, well, uh, I'll give you like a little coach's challenge that's come out. You've got uh, Ricky Stewart who threw a water bottle through the window uh, at the game on the weekend when it was a little bit of ragey. Love it. $10,000, fine. How much? Craig Bellamy threw 10000 It's expensive water. Isn't it? Mm. And then you've got Craig Bellamy who threw the finger up at uh, Cam Smith on the football field, goes completely unscathed. And then when you think about the fact that, um, who was it, for, uh, the Tigers, Panthers, Cleary was blowing up because a fan out the front he was blowing him a kiss and he got heavily reprimanded over blowing a kiss but Bellamy even though he was doing it in a jestful manner still walks away and gets nothing see now my argument there being a Storm fan is mm, here we go is now the interaction between Cleary is between Cleary and a fan so that's 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 not the general mm. public but the only interaction that we've seen with Bellamy is with Cameron Smith it's not with anyone else it's them no. two because Cameron Smith has now scored more tries in his career than Bellamy scored yeah, in his you say Ricky Stewart's little interaction was with him and a player as well too. It was him and 13 players. I'm pretty sure he was throwing that bottle at. So. Yeah, but it went through the window into the fan area. Yeah, if you could, could throw it through that window and onto there. the pitch, it might, yeah, it, it might be a chance of getting away with it. But 10 Gs is a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, hey. Lesson learned, just close the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was literally only open about this much. So the I'm fact that he shot. got it through that gap, well played. Yeah. Well yeah. played. Um, a really funny story about Ricky Stewart as well. When Adrian Morley came over playing for the Roosters Sticky brought him over and Sticky and, and Mozza were, were very very close and on the training paddock and Sticky's always had a reputation of firing up quite quickly on the training paddock and they're mm. throwing the balls around and they've got the weighted medicine rugby shaped balls in order to aid the passing and Mozza's yeah. turned down to one of the lads and says yeah watch this and he's gone Sticky and he's threw the ball the medicine ball to Ricky Stewart 
Ricky Stewart hasn't heard him and he's gone, stick! And he's as thick as turn around and hit him, <gasps> put in the face and knocked him out on the training pitch. Oh, really? Yeah. Not <laughs> Ricky Stewart. Moz is like that. Oh, fuck. He's not been there two minutes and he's not really not the coach out in the middle of the training pitch in front of absolutely everybody. Oh, my God. Um, and when I played in the golf day, I asked Sticky about that and he was like, mm, bastard. Dude. Oh my god, yeah, I'm going to so, bring that up um, next time I see him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty keen about blowing up. Sticky and Moz, uh, yeah, he doesn't mind a Barney. Yeah. He's a pretty good bloke, though. I've not, like, I just, I've got a lot of time for Lovely Sticky. bloke. Lovely bloke. I, I've got he's a lot very of time emotional. And I, you know what? I like that because that's passion and you can't teach that. You got, well, <laughs> it's it, true. It's good in the fact, he calls a spade a spade. He calls it how he sees it. And, yeah. you know, in, um, in certain situations where you've got to be politically correct, I like the fact that he um, still insists on being as honest as he possibly can so yeah good on your stick just watch out for them medicine balls mate <laughs> I'll tell you who copped out a medicine ball to the face this week was uh, Mike Tyson's trainer I don't know if you guys oh. saw the link that I tried to send through this week and we were speaking about it when we first saw his videos and training videos come out and it was you were just sitting there just going I wouldn't be his trainer for quids because even though he's got the padding and the shields and whatnot, like there'd be proper dislocation of shoulders trying to catch pads for oh. him well he caught his face Mm. <laughs> that is not good. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, and and you know how Tyson, if anyone that knows boxing and knows Mike Tyson, knows how he fights. He's very short. He's very compact, and he gets in real close. So everything's behind every punch that he throws. Mm. There's nothing at length where he's trying to keep your distance. He's in close. He's taking your range away, and he's going hard. Anyway, he belts him. And he, I've, I've not seen the extended video, so I've only seen him punch him in the face. I've not seen what happens to the trainer. Yeah, afterwards. well, that's Is the thing. Right? It's only shorts. So you're only, and as well as him being in his undies, in his shorts, um, they're, they're haven't, I haven't seen any video for it. I went hunting for it, and all I could find was these still shots, which were like screen captures. So they're obviously not releasing it for a number of reasons, because you do know you don't want everything sort of out there, but... <laughs> I think but, it was like a journalist. He's like, Tom, Tyson is still annihilating his trainers in his 50s. Because <laughs> he realises this is a charity fight. Like, it's just... I, I think there's a common theme happening here. Andy Ruiz has clocked his pad all as well. With a big monster left, with the big, big. left hook. And all that stood. I mean, he's, he stood, he shook it off, but he walked back up to him. Um, and <sighs> I think, Sasha, you commented, what a half-assed apology, apologetic hug that oh, was. But if, you, if, you, if you remember, it was a left hook like that that knocked Anthony Joshua on his ass. Mm. And his, and his pad holder, how fucking tough is his pad, man? I reckon he doubted himself. Ruiz doubted himself. As soon as he did that, realised he hit him and didn't knock him out, he's gone, sorry, but I'm not really, hey, I should have knocked you out. <laughs> Do you know what he did? He went straight back to the Snickers draw. Because as soon as he quit them <laughs> Snickers bars, all his power's gone. It's like like him big fella having all his hair chopped off and losing his strength. Really? Snickers, yeah, that's it. That's it, he's done. Okay. But um, yeah, so uh, boxers beware. Pad holders, you definitely beware. <laughs> My trainer used to laugh at me if I missed. Because <laughs> you didn't hit him. He's like, really? That's that's what you were going to hit someone with? Okay. Okay. Um, well, we haven't got long to wait. It's November 29th, so it's just just around the corner. I know it's already been pushed back, but we are so close to seeing him take on Roy Jones Jr., so that's nice and exciting for us there as well. Before that, is anybody up for this weekend's style bender, Israel Adesanya against Diego Costa? That is oh, this weekend, 26th. It'll be Sunday morning here, Saturday night there. The style bender, probably one of my favourite fighters. My mm. son's over there looking at me now. 
this idiot's taken on Costa and he's given me Adesanya. The loser has to make the other one breakfast the following morning. So oh. brush up on your egg-making skills, kid, because I am... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? They've just started pushing him heaps. He's just signed with Puma in a big deal with Puma. Even he's laughing at me. <laughs> no no <laughs> Get in the kitchen and cook me some eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that, that's, that's this weekend. Incredible undercard on that too. So that'll be another one. All right, another, we'll play, plenty of action watch. happening there. Uh... It, we're almost out of showtime and we haven't even touched racing yet. Racing. What have you oh. got, Smithy? Well, do you know, because I'm this real life Nostradamus, this new age Nostradamus, Absolutely. and I can kind of predict what's going to happen in the golf. Remember the conversation that we had about Hugh Bowman? He rode fan and then the conversation was in the steward's box, which he was under inquiry about. Yep. They said, you rode it out too hard. It's sectionals were stupid. You rode it in such a, an incompetent manner. And I said, they were, they, was, they, was, they was talking about actually banning him again in his first race me back from his last ban for six months uh, for injuring Andrew Atkins and um, euthanizing a horse. And I said, look, it was a little bit of a stupid ride, blah, blah, blah. But there's no way they're going to ban him for it. The stewards won't do that. They did. <coughs> they banned him. Um, yeah, he's, he's just cut three weeks. Uh, I think it's about oh. six race meetings. It'll cut six weeks. Now, the chief steward was Mark Van Gestel, and he expressed concern over Bowman's riding through that. Now, Huey Bowman's fired back and just said, look, the horse didn't want to be controlled. They wanted to run. If I'd have held him back, it'd have exerted all of his energy and he'd have had nothing in the finish. Yeah. If you ask me, the horse, the way it was that day, wouldn't have beaten the eventual winner, Rothfire, regardless of how I'd ridden it. Um, so it was just an unfortunate incident. And he thought yeah. that was probably enough to get him across the line and, and off with a ban. But um, no, sorry about that, Mr... Mr. Bowman, have another three weeks break, sat in the sauna. Have, have, a, have a couple of burgers for the first week, sit back in the sauna for the next two, get ready for, for coming back. And um, uh, another bit of interesting news, Behemoth, that won on the weekend, just gone. <clears throat> another South Australian sprinter has found his way into the Everest, the $15 million race later this year after winning the Rupert Clark, just gone. Um, if you did see the race, super impressive. It was a super, super impressive effort. You saw him switch off heels at about the 300 meter mark. Uh, Craig Williams carrying 60 kilos so no mean feet in a group one switched off heels at 300 meter mark finally got a gap hit the gap and just sprinted and kind of um just just really put the sword to a really really impressive win so behemoth have a look at that the future should be up relatively soon for the everest have a look at that could be worth a better odds all right that's your little hot tip is there any smokies though like that's kind of i feel like that's it's a favorite my horse runs on thursday Oof. Uh, it does it runs on thursday um where at Randwick? no no, no. Uh, hawksbury close hawksbury okay <laughs> <laughs> race, race Is he ready? Is he coming to the big show? Race two at Hawkesbury. It's called El Buna. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not overly convinced. He's, he's just had the ultimate gear change. He's just been gelded. Okay. I had one race back, which he was very... Um, very, very average. So we're hoping in Chris Waller and the stable have got him um, back in work and he's going all right. However, one of my good friends that lives in Sydney, and El Buna is named after the pub that we used to drink in and all got pissed and decided to buy the horse. So he's named after Yeah, the that was one day I wasn't there. You've oh, been there before. You've been pill. there, Sash. And one of my friends, <laughs> uh, Ben Clifford Cliffy, he owns another horse that's racing against ours called Super Tanker in race two. So... There's a little bit of banter going on okay. about whose horse is, is going to get home first. And, you know, although I stick my chest out and pretend my balls are this big and I can't lose, I'm not confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you've sent the message to your mate not backing your own horse. So very much uh, kind of similar to Hieronymus. Hieronymus? Hieronymus, Did I say yeah. That right? yeah. 
Yeah, Adam Hieronymus. Yeah. So see, the thing is, look, I might just back his. Back yeah. his horse. And, yeah. Someone, someone once told me they said, "Listen, son, you bet with your head, not with your heart." All right. <laughs> just, just think about that. That's cute. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. was that on a Hallmark card? Got it tattooed. <laughs> yeah, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap um, it up. Sasha, normally you've got a tip in there. Are you going to add Yeah, to race more? six, number seven, Silver Sovereign. Don't know where it's racing though. You don't even know if it's racing, do you? No, don't have a clue. Is that even But it does racing? sound, if I had a horse, it would be called Silver Sovereign. Okay. Why? Don't you think it just sounds good? Not really. Commentator, and in comes Silver Sovereign down the outside. <laughs> I feel like there is a horse named Silver no. Sovereign. No? There very well could be. I don't know. <laughs> race six, anyway. Race six at 20. Hey, before we do wrap up, I wanted to bring up something. We don't often uh, sort of cross over to a couple of girls' sports, but one, uh, big props to uh, one of the girls that we've had on our show in the past as well, to former Australian sevens player has crossed over to the dark side in Charlotte Caslick. She has signed with the Sydney Roosters and will be playing in the women's NRL as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how she can convert to speed and attacking line play and I, I think she's going to be unbelievable in the rugby league world. That's my hot tip. Oh yeah, she's she's an incredible athlete, hey. Mm. She's, she'll kill it. I'm very proud that she's become a rooster and I will send her partner a text after this and advise him that I'm super proud. Okay. <laughs> and not double tap any of her photos. Um, and the second thing was um, it's been the Indigenous round in the Women's Super Netball Series and surprisingly enough, there is only one registered player in the Super Netball player that is an Indigenous athlete and a young female by the name of Gemma Mimi and uh, they basically used her in every single promotional platform they possibly could have. She was on every photo, she was on every advert, um, all the teams designed, they had uh, netball that looked in the Indigenous artwork. They had uniforms, the whole kit and caboodle. Out comes Gemma Mimi to play in the Firebirds game. She's on the bench. And do you think she played one single minute in the Indigenous round? The answer is oh, no. That is not good. I mean, uh, oh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not good, but... Do you also think it's disrespectful if you just put it in there because she's indigenous? I mean, yeah. that's that's and it's indigenous round. I think that kind of is kind of disrespectful on her ability on, on, on her as a professional. Yeah. I don't think it's the right thing to do. If she's up to scratch, yeah. she's ready to play, then play her. No. Yeah, I agree. If you play an exhibition, then play it. But don't do that to the young girl. Don't just put her in for that reason. That's not what it's all about. But then I think at the same time, they, they shouldn't have promoted her as heavily into that. Imagine the, the, the heartbreak and burden of being pushed and you, it's, you make this rounds basically being pivotal on your face. Ah. Um, you know, you, and she's already doing amazing things. At the end of the day, like this was one game, right? One game, one round. And I get that it was, you know, as exciting as what that round would have meant to her to play and for the Indigenous athletes that are going to follow behind mm-hmm. her as well well too but she's still part of that team that has you know gotten they beat the minor premierships on the way on minor premiers on the weekend mm. um in i think it was the vixens and you know she she's still been part of that process she still is a firebird she still is a role model and she's been fantastic in everything that she's done thus far it was just unfortunate that i think it was made into such a, a saga and to to not see her make any court time you know that would have been pretty devastating i, I think if you um <clears throat> i think if you're going to include indigenous round and then you you just kind of if you don't have indigenous players that are playing at the top level week in and week out then you kind of just completely separate it and have the promotional side of it based on indigenous and the historic the history of the indigenous mm. the women in sport uh, uh, yeah and just kind of leave her out of it but yeah probably distasteful to do that to her and then just go oh by the way you're not playing yeah yeah, yeah I agree with you there yeah. but yeah 
you know, I'm sure I'm sure she'll get there. This 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 will probably drive her that little harder. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. And it'll be exciting when she does get out on the court as well too. As I said, she's part of the squad. Um, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of Gemma Mimi. I think uh, a lot of those girls are some great ambassadors out there within the the netball ranks as well too. So thank you so much, Chris and Sash. Thanks, for Well Anne. done for staying awake. Bus, you, you ran to work with your busted Achilles. How are you getting home? Um, I. I was already at work and went for a run with a sore Achilles. Um, okay. Probably not the smartest in light of Sean Johnson on the weekend. However, it's okay. Don't You'll be right. for it. No, it'll be okay. I was going to have a teaspoon of cement and harden the fuck up. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Big love to Carlo's dad as well, too. He's not well over in the UK, so we got some bad news, but followed by some very positive news, so we're thinking of him, sending all of our love to you now that you're listening, Dad, (laughs) and ripping the show that we've just absolutely violated tonight. But thanks so much. Don't forget, uh, subscribe, like, share, get around us, make sure you get more people listening. Uh, We're going to have some guests joining us very shortly as well, but we just need more bums on seats before we bring them in to show you exactly who they are. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for that. Thanks. Oh, that's a cold word for... I wouldn't say it. I'm not that uncouth.